Welcome to Cooking the Books, the podcast in which food is the story. I'm Julie Smith and this week I'm with Romy Gill, Indian chef, author and star of the return of BBC's TV competition Ready Steady Cook. As she cooked me a delicious lunch of vegan dishes from her debut cookbook Zyka, which was featured in the Observer's 20 Best Food Books of 2019, I asked her how the girl from a West Bengal township got to attract some of the most powerful people in food media to her former restaurant Romy's Kitchen in a Bristol suburb. Um, I still, I still pinch myself. Um, I mean, I'm really proud and, and also very thankful and grateful at the time that people did notice me because I had a restaurant in Thornbury in a small town where um, I wasn't in London that I, or had a big PR company to push me. Um, but I was really lucky. I think I was in a circle of friends and, and people really genuinely who was interested in my food um, and who cared for my food. I think that um, helped me in many directions that we I'm going in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're sitting in the kitchen at your lovely house in Thornbury and we are looking at the picture of that lovely restaurant in the middle of the high street in Thornbury. It's got bunting all around and there's people, children playing in the street. It, it really was like that. I went to eat there, I think, three years ago. And it really was like that. You were the heart of the local community. But what you did is you got all the really influential people to come and eat at your restaurant, didn't you? You worked it and it, and it worked for you. I think... Um, when I met you as well, I think at that point, you know, I, I, Richard Wines or Alan Jenkins or Sheila Dillon um, or even, you know, anyone in this industry has has really helped me, uh, genuinely helped me, not just say that I, yeah, yeah I'll do it. And um, And there were people who would say yes and never come back to you. But um, I, I guess I was lucky. And also when I... I wouldn't say lucky, do you know what? I would take Tiffins to London. There was a point I was really devastated that um, within a year, no one was coming to my restaurant. It was only the local people supporting, which you, all the people around here from Southwest were coming to eat, which you need people in your restaurant. But I wasn't, just wanted to be that. I wanted people to understand that actually a self-taught chef coming from India, a brown lady, um, can actually open a restaurant with tiny little girls and and do her own business from home and have a and one I would say a dream I would say that um, many ways stubbornness because I just loved food and f- to be a- around food um, was something I really I think belong here um, and then I just said to my team sort it now what I would say I'm going to I'm going to t- I'm going to take the food to London I'm going to I'm going to take the tiffins I'm going to knock on the doors um do you know when at that particular time of my life came Carousel yeah. um Ed I dearly dearly love him now Carousel is a, a, a restaurant in uh, Marylebone where a lot of people actually do pop up so yeah. it's a place where people from out of town can come and show and out of the country yeah. can come and show their wares and you kind of took this one on you you showed your wares at carousel um i think they are very particular who they're going to have they are very um they very keep an eye on which chefs to get from which which country um people come from all over the world 
Um, and I was in a point of really, I think in a in a dark space where I was thinking, what am I doing? I'm working 16 hours and I'm going home, not really seeing my children. I'm exhausted and trying to sustain this. I didn't want the business to fail. I wanted be all I wanted was people to enjoy my food. And, and, and I think, um, you know, there are people have dreams and they just stuck to it and they they they, they like to have the place and that's it. They put their foot head down and work. Um, so for me, Ed and I started chatting and and um, I got an offer to do that in two weeks in January. And my heart sank because January is the hardest month in the year to get people in, right? Um, but I took the opportunity and my my staff said, Chef, just go. We took a week off and they said, we'll cope without you for five days. Do not worry. And I was, it was fine. And, and I knew that January is not particularly busy. But for us in my restaurant, we were very busy in January. I don't know, it was opposite. Um, January always used to be busy for us. Um, and I just went and, and, and t- I just went with love to love for my food. And I wanted to showcase the food I grew up eating and the food I was aware how how I ate in India and I just wanted to do a spice trail. Mm-hmm. The spice trail, my first series was a spice trail where I got dishes from each of the state and each of the state reflected my friends they came from. Mm-hmm. So the food I grew up with them for my from Kerala, I did something. Bonda, which was favorite of everybody. Then I did some samosas that I would eat with my friends while growing up as a street food. Um, everything was reflected in that, why I, why I did that. And uh, I think that, that... That brought you to public attention, wasn't it? I didn't think, it? yes. Let's go into detail in that. So your book really tells the story of where all your food comes from. Yes. Um, now, you've chosen four food moments. Let's start with the first one, which is um, the sweet and sour tofu. Now, this was a, a, I thought this was a strange first choice. Um, you know, you grew up in West Bengal. Yes. Uh, you, your parents didn't speak English. You talk very much about the influence of your mother cooking three meals a day, absolutely devoting her time to cooking for her family. And the first food moment you choose is sweet and sour tofu how does that fit with the bengal that i think of um so as i always say that india is a big country and all the food is very different very regional everybody in the home at home cooks very differently so um my hairdresser was a chinese lady we used to cut my hair um my first ever or actually it wasn't she started my eyebrows you know we have a threading yeah. so she had me she gave me that uh tofu and it was the texture is so different the tofu why she was threading your eyebrows so she was talking about it and okay. she gave me to taste it and i was really really the beautiful flavors to it and i was like we ate momos there are a lot of Chi- Nepalese people there as well. And, and, and the more dumplings that the Chinese, the Tibetans made were different. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of people that were my friends from that part of the world. And um, I came home and I said, Mom, I had first time I've had tofu and, and the spices they've used. And, and, and she wouldn't tell me. I had to go back so many times to get that recipe from her. And she eventually gave up because I didn't give up. I said, Mom, you know, can we do it with paneer like this? You can actually make it similarly to paneer. Mm. Um, so the, 
the Inpushi influences of Panchforan. Panchforan is a very Bengali spice, but also in many parts of India, they use for pickling, they use for chutneys and, and fermenting, which is uh, nigella seeds, equal amount of nigella seeds, fenugreek seeds, cumin seeds, fennel seeds, and black mustard seeds. Mm. So equal amounts of five spices, not Chinese five spices. Mm. Um, and they would um, use it as whole with soya sauce, ginger, garlic, um, and then uh, ketchup Ooh. and corn flour, and then a little bit of tamarind, and and then and and spring onions, the green bit of the spring onions they used, and then they used this dip, which was just soya sauce, a little bit of brown sugar, um, ginger, and then chilies. You would just sit there, and you, I could just eat rotis with that. So. I mean, that would have been a very strange taste for you as a, what, a teenager in... It was, uh, it was, but also I think it's just that the Indian spices are so versatile. They pick flavours from different parts of the world. Yeah. And it was something I think um, my, had, I have, as all sister and brothers, we all had really good, um, good, you know, your with tongue would zing with different flavors, and taste was really good for us. I think it was the mum who, uh, my mum, who wouldn't cook one standard regional food. She would pick up from her friends, from the neighbors, and cook different things for us. I think that was very much in the influences because of mum, and we would eat everything. And of course, your father as well. Fantastic. He, my dad still cooks. I was here for a couple of months. Oh, every single day he would cook for me. So your father worked in the steel factory. Yes. Um, people who came to work in the factory came from all over India. India. And with them, they would have brought their food for lunch. Yes. So your father would have been smelling these different types of food and coming back and, and what, saying to your mum, try this out? So uh, my dad was a workaholic because he was very much that um, I want my children to have best education because they couldn't speak English and they wanted to make sure we did. We went to best schools. We had everything. The food was very important. Food was focal point of our house. Um, for him, his he had really amazing circle of work colleagues, but they were also very good friends. And we lived in a township, which was township of the people who worked there. Um, you know, we all stayed in there. And then any excuse for any celebrations, mm -hmm. people would bring food from all of, mm -hmm. from their home and I then would be sit and eat. And then dad would also in the weekends, whenever he was off, he would cook for us. Um, and, and that for him, that was his maybe stress relief mm -hmm. or um, any kind of. And he's very placid. He's a very calm person and he enjoys cooking. He never drank before. He never used to drink. He, his, what I said was like, for me, if I spend 40 rupees on this, I'd rather spend that on my kids. You know, and they always used to give us really local seasonal food. So I think all that makes you makes a person what I am today is because of that. I think mm. I wouldn't be here if they didn't give me that base. Um, if I was born in Punjab, I wouldn't be what I am today. Yeah. So your second food moment is something that we've just had for lunch. Your samosa chart, your famous samosa chart, loved by Grace Dent, uh, no less. And uh, it do you say it reminds you of your teenagehood? Tell us about that. Take us back. To your uh, teenagehood. See, when we were growing up, you know, like the kids now here work and they earn the money as well. Some of them, not everybody. Um, so I think for us, we had that pocket money and pocket money wasn't enough. So all our friends, like the circle of four or five of us, would ha put the money on the table 
and say how much we all have. It wasn't about that I had more, she had less, or somebody else had more. It was all putting together and putting on the table and say what we can eat for a week, going to college or school. Um, and street food was cheap. Mm. Street food was cheapest, uh, you can imagine. And we could, like, live lavishly <laughs> the whole week. Because the thing is, our parents would give us food, you know, but we would spend on the street food. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me about, take me, paint me a picture of that street food. So you and all your friends are running around to come straight out of college uh, or school, as you say. And uh, what, were there stalls down the high street? Um, so, in, so in India, if you, you've been to India, right? And you know how street food is important to everybody. Mm. Um, street, the smell entices. You smell mm. kind of just somebody frying the samosas or making, you know, and, and it just brings you the deep fried stuff, the smell of it. You want to go and you want to eat that. Or like we also had like rolls, not only the, you know, like um, um, like lamb rolls or chicken rolls or paneer rolls. Mm. It's like wraps. Mm. Um, and then kati rolls, that's what we call them, called Calcutta kati rolls. Mm. And very famous there, or egg rolls. Um, and, and they were cheap and we wanted to, the smell would bring. And we, we, we just, and also it was... For us, as a friends, it was about sharing. It didn't matter. My friend was Karoli and I was Punjabi or somebody was Bengali. Reshmi was Bengali. And then another friend, Uzma, was Muslim or somebody else was Hindu. It did not, or Gujarati, it did not matter which caste or religion we came from. We play, we ate from the same plate. Okay. Um, so I think when you are in the army, like you, your parents were in the army, and when you work in a in a steel plant like that, it's very much like the army confined. Yeah. It's very much that the hospitals, everything was free for my dad. Yeah. You know, um, all that was very much like the army. It was very regimented and very much, you know, um, it's a pe- base. Yes, and um, for us. In that, there was nothing about caste system. There was nothing mm. about religion, which when people talk about it now, about racism, about, you know, all these things, for me, it wasn't because we were we were just people from mm. different colors. We looked different. We wore different clothes. We spoke different languages. But what brought us together was we still are very good friends. Mm. Our, our food was common for mm. all of us. Mm. And the street food moment was something we would stand there and eat like Puchkas, puchkas is like golgappa. It's like um, you know, a little bowl of uh, if you have them deep fried, yeah, yeah. and then put yeah. chickpeas in them with water, and 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 you eat them. They're called puchkas, golgappas. Um, in different places, we'll call them different. Um, and we would stand and eat, and the boys would whistle. You know, all these girls standing there. So it's all this childhood, yeah, and we would like like uh, say, oh, that boy is staring at you, nudging it. You know, so all that is something innocent but beautiful memories that I shared with my friends and we still talk about it because mm-hmm. I just think that for us we didn't have phones we didn't have these gadgets my daughters are very privileged and your daughters mm-hmm. or the kids are so privileged in this country or even in India now um so, so there's for, a naive innocent pleasure isn't there just yes. hanging out on the street and just having something lovely yes. to eat yeah and, and television came when I was in GCSEs or yeah. A-levels I was doing fridge my mum, my parents bought fridge when um, when it was at GCSEs, I think I was doing. It wasn't, it was something I think people enjoyed in a sense, yeah. in different ways. Yeah. It's not that we're not enjoying what we are doing. It's just uh, culturally we were different. And also you have to understand that Indian people, uh, they're alleged that middle class and there are poor people. Mm-hmm. So my, you know, for me, these memories 
I will all my daughters won't understand these memories yeah. what I'm kind of sharing because they have a different circle of friends and they are like even they're here doing sleepovers they're chatting on the phone <laughs> I know I know I know you know what interests me about this Samosa chart you you know you write in the recipe that Grace Dent was asked what her desert island dish would be and she said this one Romy Gill's Samosa chart this came from the streets of your childhood you just said that Jamie Oliver um, saw you making this at his cookery school and he said don't squash the samosa and it feels like it's it's traveled a long way it, it's a story of you really isn't it I think it's it's a mark of me um no I mean people do samosa charts or or alutiki charts or different papri charts but this samosa chart is very much me it's my I think it's my stamp and I People would do it differently, but I do, I don't think people can do it the way I do it. I, I think the recipe, um, it, it's, I think it's the love also. It's the love I shared with my friends that that comes through, um, and also the the way I make the chickpeas. And so, tell us about how you make so those the chickpeas. So the chickpeas is very very easy. It's just the the punch four and um, the five whole spices, and then also the fenugreek dried fenugreek leaves, the methi. Methi is such an important part of my bringing up um, and then tomato puree and salt just few spices yes. and that it, it works so well that the depth of flavors with the punch for and and, uh, and the methi is just beautiful collaboration of magic together I, sh- I think it works and a lot of people will do samosa chart or alu tiki chart in a very different way they'll just have the chickpeas and they'll put potatoes in it onions and and chilies and coriander but i do it differently so i think that's the key yeah your third food moment i could talk about dal all day and i feel that i probably could talk about your mum all day and you say for your third food food moment it is about the dolls in the book and it's about your mum so while i was growing up um because we ate a lot of plant-based and vegetarian food um so dal was a very, very important in our house. Every single day, mum would make fresh dal. Um, every dal was different. Mm-hmm. She would make mung dal, urud dal, chana dal, um, you know, red lentils. Then there are brown, different color brown lentils. And there are le- whole red lentils, different. You know, you split them up and they look different. They're whole, they look different. Then pulses, beans, God, so many varieties. Um, so I think... For me, this was very... Spe- the Kali Dal is a special one. Yeah. Very it's a very special. rich one. We just had it for lunch and it really is fantastic. Yes. Tell us about it. Um, so Kali Dal is... And in Punjab, they will call Madi Dal. Okay. It's the Ma is like a... It's mom with love. With love. Um, because Kali is not. No. She's the goddess of evil. <laughs> yes. But also goddess of, of love she is. You well, know, she has two different... Yeah. She's uh, a kind of, of feminist stars. goddess, yes, isn't she? She is. Yeah. Um, she wouldn't take no nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's dal cooked with love uh, by mums. And I, I think this was something we used to go to Gurdwara. My family wasn't very re- religious. They would not force us to believe in any religion. If we, what, what they always said to us, um, they be very respectful of different religions of people the respect if you give respect you get respect um so so i think that bringing up has this is why i think when i came to this country with 
with you know was um, and I bring up my daughters in that way as well um that is very important respect people so I think that dal when we used to go to gurdwara they would make this dal and it was just so beautiful and then mum would make this i think it's the slow cooking process it's the labor of love that goes into it i think that um and and then and it's so creamy without cream mm. so creamy but then again if you know dal makhani mm. people are so you know know in this country um so it's, it's very similar very it's similar. so in this one we will add ginger garlic onion spices chilies coriander so in dal makhani which i am from punjab the way we will make it same lentils and mm. uh, we'll add a little bit of chana dal to it mm. and then um and then cook it against low heat and then put and the tarka which is tarka is the we we tarka with everything which people say tarka dal for us everything is tarka tarka is a paste so we'll make the paste on the side which will have no onions never no onions ginger garlic fenugreek leaves which is methi again dry methi mm. garam masala and cumin seeds of course lot of ghee mm. lot of cream lot of butter you know butter is key uh, and that tomato puree slow cooking cooking and it's just so rich you don't need too much of it but it's so delicious with the naan yeah it all with the jira rice as you made earlier i mean it is the perfect vegan food and and you have made sure that these are all vegan recipes because you said when you were growing up you were yeah. you were pretty much you were vegetarian rather than vegan but yeah. these recipes are vegan but these dal recipes they are the perfect vegan food aren't they they're so cheap and they are so nutritious and you can make lot and 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 freeze and it, it yeah. um and keep in small containers and take it out by the time you come back from work it's all ready defrosted in a pan and then eat it it's the bowl of comfort yeah. it's a bowl of love comfort warmth what more would you like to want completely delicious did you take it did you take it on your train journeys which are your fourth food moment so the the, the train journeys i think it will we've lost that now because everybody's flying too much it's cheaper to fly in india you know from yeah, one know, state but, to india but actually nobody ever did train journeys like indians do train journeys <laughs> i mean it is a picnic on yes. a on a train isn't it um that's what it's, it's now if somebody says i will travel even from delhi to punjab i i take a plane because i'm there in 20 30 minutes yeah, um it's a shame but at the same time uh, I, i don't have time when i'm going but i say to my daughters that i want to take you one day and we just do the travel train journeys you will understand that mum my mum would they're very close to my mum they love you know my mum is very different from another grandma um i think love lot if you love the kids you know if you love her, the love kids want love you mm. know if you're very kind and gentle to the kids um they will give you reciprocate you know they will give you back and they want more from the person yeah. so my mom was like that so she would make this beautiful bitter gourds which is bhare karela which is like um you know stuffed with beautiful un- onion ginger, ginger garlic and then scrape the um karela skin and then she would put that in with pomegranate seeds with sweet mm, yeah. um and a little bit of chaat masala or mango powder depending on what you have um and then she would boil eggs and she would make sandwiches which i used to love us uh, <laughs> my daughters love at it is uh, strawberry jam sandwiches i used to love it and she she knew that i hated the crust she would cut them and make into proper little sandwiches that 
that when we used to play cricket, you know, they would have those sandwiches. Very British. Right, British. <laughs> <laughs> so where I was born, is the houses look like this because it was built by the British, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, and um, in a lot of things that would be, as a picnic, mum would make amazing, amazing paratas that would last long time. Yeah. That wouldn't sell. They wouldn't be stale yeah. because the train journeys for twenty four hours, yeah. sometimes more. So you know? where would you be going? Give us an example of a. You know, would you be going to visit? You wouldn't be going to visit relatives because they would. Yes, be- my grandparents. Uh-huh. So if um, from Asansol. Um, to Punjab, it would take a twenty-four hours journey, you know. Um, so I want go and see my cousins, um, my grandmas, both side, and it was something because we lived in such a different part of the world, spoke different languages, and they would all. It was like coming from foreign country and so they would all wait for us and we would have a really amazing time and they would look after us as as well really well but I think those train journeys also where the train stopped each state when the train stopped the the street food guys would sell you know different food as well so not only mum would pack this beautiful picnic we wanted that food as well Mm. so she knew that one will have um you know if i don't know if you know puri or alu alu puri this puri is like deep fried Mm. bread and then potatoes just simple things it was so delicious and nobody used to get ill i know no one used to get ill you know and we used to eat that i never got ill it's an event isn't it i've never eaten better i don't think in (laughs) india than i did when i was on a train and i didn't even bring my own food i didn't realize that that's what people did i got (laughs) under a train i can't remember i was maybe about a six hour train journey fed all the way by different people because they share it don't they and so mum would share it with people so in the in the coop where we were if there were different other people we would share my sister actually met her husband on the train really tell me that story um, so she we were going to punjab again um to to meet our relatives and stuff and and then my brother-in-law had just finished his um, engineering he's a mechanical engineer from Rachi which is Bihar so he met us on the train and his parents lived in Lucknow so the the train would stop in Lucknow and that's where they met and then he followed my sister followed us later on then he he got the address from my mum very cleverly and years ago we didn't think about all these things not giving address that was in there are Indians these people are Indians that's what they they do Um, and he he came he came to my grandparents house and he brought his un- uncle oh my god that's a film i know and my sister and we were teasing her she was so young she was um, not she was 17 and um and he was going to japan and he was like i want to get married to you and i don't want anybody else getting married my mom was like she's studying she's not going to but um yeah years later they got married and um you know, they have a beautiful daughter sophie but they they had their you know train journey a love beautiful love story oh, love in a train do you miss those days do you know what i i do because uh the, the thing for us um it was as i said earlier as well no television no phones um for us it was television was later on the big box you know if you remember that black and white tv um like a wooden box (laughs) i think um 
and 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 on those memories are quite good as well because for for me and my friends it was all about cricket for me it was all about cricket and and badminton um my my i would play with my brothers and i was fairly good at cricket and they would then make me just field because they knew she was good at batting and they would just make me field and i i was like okay but i wanted to play with them and badminton i was very good at it so those were the days i really missed because mm. we were into our sports we mm. we had nothing else to do it mm. and then also playing outside all the time all the time and there was no stress for my parents that where they are they knew where they with they are with their friends or my friends coming to my house to eat my mom's paratas mm. so you know all those memories I, and even when my mom passed away my friends came when you know she when we had her cremated they all came to the funeral um and they were remembering her they still remember oh my mom miss your mom's paratas i think those memories my kids will have memories but not something like that yeah. um and also for us i just, i just think it was a generation which is which have beautiful i think you can write books you can make films you can you can have those beautiful stories to tell to years to come but i, I as a generation now with my kids they will have different stories to tell yeah. um so for me i think also television was in my in my road we had road number 2 number 3 number 4 like roads um and um we had the first house was for to get a television was us so all the kids would come on sunday and watch tv yeah, so i think all those things yeah. you can't buy those memories right can you imagine back in those days that you'd be on telly Do you know what uh, my dad had a radio like a big again a big massive box which are coming back um and that was my mum's dowry she had got and you know my mum belonged to a very wealthy family and when she married my dad um she had all these things not um, you know the p- parents give you it wasn't kind of a dowry she had she bought all those hmm. things and um dad used to listen to bbc news bbc thing you know the music that used to come and all those this that before bbc that was that you know everybody sitting straight and listening to that and my mom and my dad he can actually he can understand english and speaks to do- my daughter because he picked it up you know and he would listen straight as everybody else is just listening to the news um i think i always oh, wow bbc is Brit- britain and it was yeah, and it's not just telly you're on yeah. it's bbc <laughs> and then i just do think that and 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 then um I would one of the word I would say is still gobsmacked I yeah. still pinch myself yeah. I still yesterday I met a journalist and he was saying do you know it's going to change your life I was like what do you mean I didn't get that because for me I want the years to come I want to be what I am what I want to be like this I don't want to change I want well, so I want to be I would sure never change nah, I would never be grounded it's an extraordinary time for you because of course it's the first anniversary of your mother's death yes and you're just about to start ready steady cook I mean that must be an extraordinary mix of emotions <sighs> do you know what um I get really emotional about it because um she was such a great lady and sorry last year I had to come back with a funeral you know she I had to really literally come back after 3 days and we had to be into the book so if you if and as i say to people get the book the book each photo- photography um photography captured by Dell and beautifully by Martin Wood who helped us with food styling and stuff um and prop styling captured it so well the emotions of my me feeling you know at that time 
So I think our anniversary next week and then the um, show coming up, it's, it's just, it's like she's there holding me and, and, and just pushing me, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's exciting times, but um, I wish she was there. I so wish. She'd be so proud. You've come so far. Yeah. And, you know, just in those three years, just as I say, you know, from Romy's Kitchen at Thornbury <laughs> to Ready, Steady, Cook via your first book. Um, now you said you've got some ideas for your next book. Do you want to give us a quick preview? <laughs> I know. Um, I, um, I wanted to write this as my first book because this was something I really believed in and I wanted uh, people to understand me and um, not just Indian food, you know, just me about my food, the food I grew up eating. I wasn't talking about any other states or anything. So I, I think India is such a big country um, and and to be an author and and to be a writer you have to and you have to go to the core of indian food you have to go understand the beautiful country that is of course every country has its ups and downs and i call myself a british indian chef because i am british now my daughters are born here and this is my homeland and the homeland i grew up um i'm so lucky with my job that people do send me to travel to India because I am a tourist in my homeland, really, yes. because I don't know India. A lot of parts of India I don't know. Yes, I was lucky that my friends were from that part. I grew up there eating their food, but not necessarily have been there. For me, Kashmir has always been idea that I always wanted to go there and there is always something happening. Um, I did go to Ladakh um, and I fell in love with it. And then recently I didn't, article with New York Times and with Himachal, the Himalayan Trail. I just just wanted to go more deep into it and want to write about the Kashmiri food, the, the Himalayan Trail. So I think I'm really excited that um, to, to, to talk about the people from there, the beautiful people, the beautiful town, you know. A city. whole book on Kashmir. A book on Kashmir. Thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, please do subscribe, rate and review it. And you can listen to all the other episodes in the series and tell your food-loving bookworm friends that this is the podcast where food is the story. I'll see you next week.